Hello there, it is Andrew from the Final Draft Great Conversations podcast, dropping into your feed with a special bonus episode today. As you probably know, if, you're, if you've subscribed, if you're a regular listener, the Final Draft Great Conversations podcast is all about books, writing and literary culture. And Book Christmas is about to happen in Sydney. Sydney Writers Festival is kicking off this week. So I wanted to drop in with a very special conversation with Artistic Director of Sydney Writers Festival, Michael Williams. Now, as we get started, I want to acknowledge that 2SER broadcasts from the lands of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. Sydney Writers Festival is also going to be happening on those lands that I am recording on the lands of the Darug and Gunungurra people. Uh, a big part of this acknowledgement is that I want to acknowledge the traditional owners of those lands, pay my respects to the ongoing connection that they have to their lands, and... The biggest thing is to acknowledge that they are unceded lands, that they are stolen land, that there has never been a treaty made with the traditional owners of those lands. Now, today I'm bringing you a conversation with Michael Williams. He joined Sydney Writers Festival during the pandemic and really uh, helped shepherd the festival through the incredibly difficult time. You know, it, it, it's so close yet feels so far away now that things are getting a little bit more free. We have got a Sydney Writers Festival coming up where we can get down in person and see some incredible incredible writers. And Michael and I are about to share with you a chat where we get into the festival theme, change my mind, how festivals have changed, what stayed the same, what to look forward to, and special tidbit, if this were the old-fashioned book week, you know at school, remember when we dressed up? What would Michael be dressing up as at Sydney Writers Festival Book Week, you know, hypothetically, if it were happening. I'm really excited to be bringing you this conversation. Join me as I sit down with Sydney Writers Festival Artistic Director, Michael Williams. Hi. Hello. It just connected us, the old Zoom lag. How the are you today? Where you kind of just mouth at the screen. <laughs> All good, all good. And how are you feeling? I, I, I know this is either you're either in the the eye of the storm or you're like frantic. Look, you know how uh, hypothermia victims uh, get warm just before they die. I think kind of frantic anxiety victims get calm just before they die. So I am. Uh, there is a lot to do, but the best part of this job kicks off next week when all the writers are there and it all kind of comes to fruition. So. Um, it is both long hours and exhausting, but also pretty rewarding at this point of the process. Incredible! Oh, look, I'm so I'm so happy for you that you, you're at that stage where it's it's almost all about it. You know, it's book Christmas, right? I, I, look, it is. It's when I was a kid, there used to be the um, you know book week, uh, which kids still do now at school, where you march around dressed as your favourite character. Um, it, you know, that was my kind of pl platonic ideal of a good time. So to be able to reproduce that for adults uh, is a bit of a thrill. All right. Blue, blue sky thinking before we get the interview proper started. If Sydney Writers Festival was an old school book week, who would you be dressing up as this week? Oh, interesting question. I look my still enduringly my favourite costume from when I was a kid was when I went as the BFG. I was a tiny little thing. So, you know, it, it was probably a bit of a stretch that a kind of paper mache head and kind of cardboard torso made me a plausible giant. But, you know, I, I reckon that. Surely somewhere in the shed at my mum's, that costume still exists. So I could dust it off and put it back on. I've got a, I've got a vision of 
of Michael's mum saying, fine, if you take your Legos, though, to make you look like a giant, just don't be sad if you lose them. A hundred percent. That's, you know, like it, it's your choice and it's on you. Now she's more likely to say, yes, take it from the shed, but I don't want it back afterwards. Yeah. Yep. Crying glad, out loud. I'm glad to hear. Look, I am, I am going to take that back to my folks and say, you know, people more important than me still have stuff stored at their parents' yeah, place. Good, good. It's, look, it, the, the, um, I think it's the badge of being an adult that you avoid your parents because you know your shit's at their house. Yeah, you, you boomers ruined it so that we can't have storage in our houses. 100%. <laughs> Let's jump in, though, because as you said, you, you've got stuff and I'm, I've, got, I, I've got questions. You've got answers and uh, I won't take up more of your day than possible. Hit me. All right. We're gonna, I'm going to do a bit of an intro as I am want to do. Three, sure. two, one. You are on to a CR 107.3. It is final draft, getting ready to celebrate book Christmas because Sydney Writers Festival returns this week, running from the 16th till the 22nd of May from its home at Carriage Works and from festival satellites across Sydney and the privilege we have, Festival Artistic Director Michael Williams is joining me. Michael has been the director of the Wheeler Centre, a presenter on Radio National and Triple R down in Melbourne. You might know him as the white-hatted, cape-wearing saviour of the pandemic SWF. And I'm just going to say, hi, Michael. It's great to have you here. G'day, Andrew. Lovely to be here. Look, let's get started. Real brass tacks. How's the festival hub down at Carriageworks looking on the eve of the festival? It is, look, we, um, uh, not to get too inside baseball, but the actual bump in at the site literally happens in the kind of day immediately before. Our production team, who are the epitome of kind of cool, calm and collected, are getting everything in the office ready to make the migration uh, in a couple of days' time. And it's, um, you know, like there is nothing quite like walking down around your venue outside festival time to bring back that rush of what it's like and why you do it and what it is. So I've, I've had a chance to do that a couple of times in the past uh, week. And I would say we are ready. So while you're getting reflective, let's think back last year's theme, it was within reach and like looking back, you know, we've had a batched vax rollout, we've got looming war, we've got the most cynical political climate, arguably in memory. It probably has a lot of us wondering exactly what we were reaching our hands into. Tell me about the feelings you've gone through preparing uh, first the program and then the festival uh, in this climate, you know? Look, that's very astute, Andrew. Last year, we laughably felt like we were in the kind of post-COVID period. We felt like we got lucky. COVID had come, but it was on the way out. Sydney didn't really believe it was going to be a big issue. You know, I'm from Melbourne originally, so uh, I, I was very seasoned through the lockdowns, but Sydney was blithely sailing through, and within reach was us speaking to the joy of being in a room with one another again. And as you say, in the intervening months since then, uh, as the world has gone into what I think can be kindly called a hell in a handbasket, um, uh, that seemed a much more kind of tenuous claim that within reach festival was in a bubble rather than uh, in an aftermath. And so putting this year's festival together, I, I, I think it's fair to say has been even more challenging uh, than last year's, you know, the last year, the big threat, the big kind of anxiety was that there'd be an outbreak, that regulatory framework would shut us down and say we weren't able to put on a festival. But now we live in the age of what our politicians laughably call personal responsibility and personal choice. And all that's code for is, I am sure for you, Andrew, for your family, for your listeners, you know, you're having that experience where you're kind of, if you don't have it, 
you've had it or you're worried you're about to get it and you've got plans for next week. So you're sure as anything aren't going to be out in a big communal activity this week. And, you know, we're all kind of exercising that caution because the new reality is uh, that uh, this pandemic is here to stay. So it does make putting on a large scale live event um, a bit, uh, a bit more stressful than it otherwise would be. And then the other element, of course, is the federal election. In his infinite wisdom, Scott Morrison thought that uh, holding on as long as possible, that the more time we had to see him as our prime minister, the more we would come to know and love him. Um, I think, I, I mean, I hope that that proves to be a, a false assumption. But what it did mean is that the election lands on the Saturday of the festival. Mm. So not only are we navigating a global pandemic and quite a bit of rain and uh, war and general pestilence, but we're navigating um, a moment in the Australian cycle that makes all of us want to go inside and hide and put our blankets over our head. Yeah. All right. Let's go there then, since you've brought it up. Because look, we've all we've all done this though. Scott Morrison's not to blame. We've all had that meal that we've been waiting. We've got it's back at the fridge. I'm sure if we leave it one more week, it'll be fine, won't it? Won't it? No. Look, they've they've done it though. They've gone and had an election on the same day as your party. Now we hear all this rhetoric about the democratic process being a contest of ideas, but instead it ends up sounding like your drunk uncle and auntie arguing at the family barbecue. Is it possible that Sydney Writers' Festival will be the true contest of ideas on May 21? Andrew, I love the way you think. And 100%, you know, there are members of this team who look at me askance when I take on a kind of Pollyanna-ish, glass-half-full approach to this. Logistically, it's a nightmare to be up against the election. But conceptually, it's a reminder of why a Writers' Festival matters. You know, in theory, an election is a moment where we come together as a community. We have smart, robust, challenging conversations to decide the kind of society we want to belong to, the kind of nation we want to be. And as you say, instead, it is at best unedifying, at worst a shit show. The Writers' Festival is smart, passionate, entertaining people talking about ideas, talking about imaginative flights of fancy. What better way to remember the community we're happy to belong to than to gather with other like-minded people and talk about ideas and talk about them in a kind of elevated way that is both uh, entertaining and also meaningful in how it might shift the needle. Mm. All right. So it sounds like the, the our books can be maybe a, a, a bit of a an island of calm and escape. But maybe, let's say maybe, you've been invited to your friend Don's party on the 21st and you're thinking about Sydney Writers' Festival instead. I should go to Sydney Writers' Festival or Don's party. Change my mind. Clever segue. Seamless segue. Thank you for dropping the festival theme like that. And I'm going to take that segue and double down with another segue and say, look, you might be a fan of Don's party. You can come and see David Williamson at Sydney Writers Festival uh, and see him reflect on the original Don's party and remember what it was. The convergence of arts and politics is age old and it is both those things at their best you know there, there is no reason not to carriage works is within a five minute walk of three polling stations on a saturday we know the markets are going to be on there we know there's going to be a sausage sizzle but there's also going to be barry cassidy nikki Sava, fran kelly and amy ramakis at 10 o'clock talking about the election what better way to kind of get yourself in the mood to go and vote? There's people like David Williamson, there's writers, there's poets, there's journalists. Uh, nothing is going to galvanise you or give you a better sense. By all means, head off to Don's in the evening, but head off to Don's armed with that 
absolutely pithy bombo or hot take that's going to make you the life of that party. Because if I remember that play correctly, most of them are tedious pricks. So use Sydney Writers Festival to rise above. I love what you've done there for the 21st. You've given us you've given us a, a reason for the Saturday, but this is a week long festival. From international guests to writers on writers, I can see a lot going on for book lovers at, at the festival. Hard, I know. I do this every year. You know, pick your favourite child, but do it for me though, please. Can you tease out a highlight for our listeners who are still planning their festival visit? I- if you let me do a couple, then I reckon I can almost get away with it. It's only a single one, and it's just going to make me too sad inside. Change My Mind as a theme partly speaks to the kind of political discourse and a better way to have a conversation. But it also speaks to the ways in which literature changes our minds and shapes our understanding of the world. And so you're quite right. Writers on other writers, writers as readers, is a real back backbone of the program. One of the things that uh, the first favourite I'm going to shout out is our opening night. It's next Tuesday night. This year it's at Sydney Town Hall and it's three extraordinary women. South Australian poet Ali Cobby Eckerman, uh, Queensland academic historian, memoirist Jackie Huggins and Sydney-based songwriter and novelist Nadi Simpson. All three of them are wonderful thinkers, wonderful speakers and performers. There are still tickets left to that and to see three phenomenal Indigenous women talk about storytelling, talk about their craft, talk about the things that have changed and made up their mind over the years will be an amazing curtain raiser on the festival on the Tuesday night. Through the festival, um, one of the things I would point to is COVID uh, showed us the kind of ubiquity of digital events. You know, it it feels like if you've got a favourite author, you can pretty much Google them and you will find five radio interviews, YouTube interviews from bookshop things, particularly in a post-COVID time. So putting together a festival, that set us the task of, well, how do we create something where you had to be there, that this is a kind of singular offering? And so instead of solo spotlights on our authors, we're doing dual spotlights. And those pairings give you a chance to go in for the author you already know you love. You know, you might be an enormous fan of uh, the work of Claire Coleman, for example, and read her, her latest book and kind of desperate to hear her speak about it. But to see her interviewed at the same time as Enna Gadeid and is is talking about her new book, suddenly becomes this kind of richer opportunity. You see the thing you know you like, you're introduced to a writer who you might not know. There are 30 of those dual spotlights through the program, and I guarantee any reader, any book lover who signs up for any of them, even if they don't know the authors, is going to get something really, you know, Christos Cholkis and Michelle Bukretzer, you know, two of our finest writers in this country, or Omar Musa and uh, Maxine Beniba-Clark, amazing poets and performers, you know, these combinations are how you know that you're going to get something really special. Fantastic. I mean, look, shout out George Haddad and Omar Saker. George, oh. is, um, George is coming on the show and Omar, just one of my favourite poets. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, those two, you know, both of them have written, uh, each of them has written one of the great kind of bits of Australian publishing of this year, really terrific books. But to hear them talk about it, to hear the kind of thought and care they put into that, um, and to get the two of them together, that feels like one of those kind of rare opportunities that I'm really proud that we get to put together. Mm. It, it is, look, uh, hats off to you. I don't think I've said this yet, but hats off to you. It is an incredible program. But now, Michael, I've got to ask, because I'm no longer the inner Westie that I used to be. I'm much further afield than the CBD. What does the festival have for me out in the suburbs? 
So uh, there are a couple of things we do. We have some satellite suburban library events that happen through the program. And if you go to our website at swf.org.au, when you look at the program, you'll see the things that are kind of in the festival hub and then the kind of other locations. And so it's worth checking what things that might be coming to an area near you. If you're even further afield though, one of the things that we started doing a few years ago that we're really proud of, we don't stream our events onto the internet at the moment. We're really, um, uh, when we worked out where to, where to kind of put our resources and where the priority was, the live event in the room was the priority. Because we are in part, apart from showcasing the incredible writers, we're about building a community around these conversations. But what we hit upon was that uh, the best people at building those communities are public libraries, suburban theatres, small town, town halls, you know, they're forever building these programs. So we have a program called Live and Local, where we stream out of one of the biggest venues of Carriage Works. We stream several days worth of events into everywhere from Bathurst to um, to Kui Rup. Uh, and you can go down to your local library or your town hall and you can watch events ranging from um, you know, some of the ones that we've mentioned, Rebecca Solnit, or you can go and see, you know, Sarah Winman. You see these amazing writers stream to those halls and then sit and chat about it with your neighbours and colleagues and friends afterwards. Amazing. Now, Michael, not, I would never ignore someone on a Zoom call and search the internet, but if I were to have, say, just done that, I would notice that everywhere from Marrickville to Penrith, Gordon to Epping to Darlinghurst, there are events going on in you know, the entirety of Sydney, if I were to do that, not that I did that. Thank you. You're doing a better job of selling my festival than I am. Um, But that's absolutely right. There is a a tendency to, um, especially when you're a large-scale live event, kind of draw people into the centre. And we love that. We want people to come in and make a day of it, and that's fabulous. But we also don't want to miss, you know, one of the things I love about literature as an art form is that it is a genuinely diverse art form and genuinely porous art form. People's entry point to it, the thing that excites them, the thing that engages them, is different all over the place. We're not interested in a big, monolithic, generic, one-size-fits-all idea of what a book is or what a book event is. we, We don't want to be all things to all people, but we do. I am confident that whoever you are, there's going to be something in this program for you. I second that. As someone, as someone who moved to a, a new um, a new area a year ago, got very excited, went down to the library, got a new library card. I'm going to I'm going to both look up the regional events as well as make my way down and check out a day of the festival. This has been absolutely incredible. I'm joined by Michael Williams. He is the artistic director of the Sydney Writers Festival. It is running from the 16th till the 22nd of May, which means it is about to land. Go to swf.org.au for tickets, for details, for planning, for for all the things. Michael, it's been great. It's so good. I, I love these cha- these catch ups right before. Thank the festival. you, Andrew. I do too. I'm going to give a plug for one other thing, which is that while the festival ends on the 22nd of May, our traditional Saturday night double bill at Sydney Town Hall of our debate and our poetry gala, which is actors kind of stars of stage and screen reciting favourite poems. Two wonderful events that were a huge hit last year. We decided it was sheerest folly to do them up against a federal election. So we're booked Sydney Town Hall for the following Thursday, the 26th of May. So if, you know, the festival's bad timing, if you can't make it, but you just want to make a night of it, that double bill the following Thursday is also on sale on our website. 
and it promises to be an absolute cracker. So that's, you know, that's an outlier, but a good one. I can't believe you've said, hey, sometimes people don't want to leave the party. And instead of getting the bounces on them, you've said, let's throw an extra event. That's, That's brilliant. You know, like, I know the golden rule when you leave a party is never follow a crew to a second location to another party. But on, on this occasion, I would make an exception. You know, we're, we're going to be in the week after the election. Everyone's going to be grieving that the festival is over. They're going to be having their democratic come down one way or the other. That Thursday is going to be a night where you want to go and see a great debate. You know, Jan Fran, David Ma, Annabelle Crabb, incredible lineup of people. Or go and see your favourite actors recite the A.A. Milne poem that their mum read to them when they were a kid. I mean, it's pretty perfect. Amazing. SWF.org.au is where you will find all those details. We'll also get them up on the final draft social so you can link in. Sydney Writers Festival Artistic Director Michael Williams, a pleasure as always. Thanks for joining me on the show. Absolute pleasure. Thanks, Andrew. That's it for this great conversation with Michael Williams. Michael is the Artistic Director of Sydney Writers Festival and you can get uh, get in amongst the action at Sydney Writers Festival on the week of the 16th till the 22nd of May. If you're listening back... No, let's do that round the other way. If you're listening in advance, well, then know that Final Draft, Great Conversations podcast, has many of the incredible Sydney Writers' Festival artists from this year and from the past. Scroll through your feed to discover incredible writers like Jessica Au, uh, like Eliza Riley, like, like Claire G. Coleman. Um, and if you are listening back, if the festival has already passed you by, know that, again, those conversations are going to be available to you. Now, Great Conversations is recorded on the lands of the Darug and Gunungurra people. The show is produced and presented by Andrew Popel. That's me. I want you to stay in touch. You can find Final Draft on Twitter, Instagram, find us on Facebook. Uh, just look for the handle at Final Draft 2 ser If you enjoyed today's special bonus episode, if you want to hear more of those book conversations, well, you can subscribe. I will drop into your feed at least once a week, you know, usually more with incredible book content. My name is Andrew Popel, and I am going to be back sooner than next week with another great conversation from Final Draft. As always, though, happy reading. Enjoy the festival.